I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. I, of course, am your host, Christine Gritman. Welcome to those of you who are listening to the Let's Talk About Brand podcast on your podcast listener of choice. Make sure to subscribe to Let's Talk About Brand, brought to you by the Adweek Podcast Network, so that you don't miss a single Monday episode all about branding. Or perhaps you're here joining us on YouTube. If you're here on YouTube, make sure to join us here on YouTube every Friday for the video podcast of Let's Talk About Brand and subscribe there too so that you don't miss a single episode. In between the Monday podcast drop and the Friday video drop, we want to hear from you on the topic of the week. That's what Chat About Brand is for. Every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern, I'm over at C. Gritman on Twitter, hosting the Chat About Brand Twitter chat on the same topic as that week's show. And this week's topic is something that I deal with the most with clients and even in my speaking work. If you have heard me speak, you've probably heard me speak about this specifically, which is all about kind of getting out of your own way and just surrendering, surrendering to the magic of who you are, what you bring, getting out of the societal conditioning that is really holding you back from your own power. And so talking about that today, talking about branding with surrender, I have here best-selling author and mindfulness and transformation expert, Coot Blackson, and he is going to be talking to us about surrender and about what that really means and about how you can really kind of get out of your own way and just listen. Listen to what's there, which is really the most essential component, I think, of a strong, genuine personal brand that will move you forward in a really genuine, sustainable way. Without any further ado, let's bring him on. Hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, So I'm honestly curious to get started with how did you wind up going into this field of of you know of mindfulness of transformation of really spreading this message about about listening to that voice inside yourself and what it can do for you yeah it's a it's a bit of a long story but if i were to try my best to condense it look i was born in ghana west africa my father's from ghana my mother's japanese i grew up in london i live in the u.s so i feel like i'm a citizen of the world from everywhere and nowhere um, from a very young age, I was a very empathetic kid. So I felt people's, shall we say, I felt people's pain very deeply. So there's a part of me that always wanted to alleviate people's suffering in some way. And so as a kid, I was very curious in terms of who are we and where do we come from and what's the purpose of life and where do we go and what is this whole existence about? And I had a bit of an unusual environment that I felt like I was kind of born into spirituality and personal growth in some way. In that, like my first memories as a young boy, being age six, seven years old, 
uh, was seeing a crippled woman crawling on the floor. She picks up the sand that this man walks on, wipes it on her face and stands up. And so week after, call that a miracle, week after week, I grew up seeing blind people see, deaf people hear, people stand up out of wheelchairs. Uh, the same man who sent she picked up would look at a woman in a wheelchair and say, why are you in this wheelchair? You're not sick. You know, stand up. Uh, Put, put his hands on a person who had who, who was walking with crutches and say, hey, throw your crutches away, and they would be healed. This man was my father. He built 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, followers in his organization, had a huge church in London, about 5,000 people every Sunday in the 80s. And so I grew up in this, this, this very spiritual environment. Um, when I was AJ, I started speaking in my father's churches when I was 14, I was actually ordained as a minister, given the mandate to take over. I was supposed to be the successor. But I knew in that moment at age 14 that this was not my path. This was not my purpose. This was not my destiny. This was not my trajectory. But I think like many of us, I allowed fear to limit me. I allowed fear to inhibit me. I allowed fear to hijack my voice, my freedom, my self-expression. And I think many of us, we allow fear to stop us from being who we really are. We allow fear to stop us from expressing our authentic nature because we're afraid of what will people think. And so my fear was if I dared to be who I really am, my authentic self, and I spoke to my father, I told him the truth, I would be outcast by the community. I'd be, I'd lose my father's love. I'd be alone. And so for four years, I went along with it. I got ordained and went through the ministry and was serving people. And at 18, I had a choice to make. I looked into my future and I realized I could, I could be successful being something I'm not. I could be successful doing something that isn't aligned. I could be successful based on everyone else's standards for my life. But if I don't have myself, if I don't have my voice, if I don't have my truth, if I don't have my own integrity, what kind of success is that? And I saw that if I start lying to myself now as a young man, I'm going to have to lie to, in order to get love, validation, approval. I'm going to have to lie to myself for the rest of my life. And that was very telling and painful for me. So I felt a, a very strong calling, an undeniable calling in my soul to come to the U.S., and I wanted to go into the field of self-help and personal growth because I would sneak into my father's office and on his bookshelf were literally thousands of self-help spiritual books, everyone from the Eastern mystics to the Western sort of spiritual teachers from Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy. And I would read these books and I saw that there was a whole different way of expressing and I felt a... Uh, I felt a resonance. I felt a calling to go in that in that arena. And so my soul called me. And uh, I think sometimes when you feel a deeper pull, a deeper calling in your soul, it's not always comfortable. It's not always convenient. Um, but I, f I have found that when you follow your truth, when you follow your authentic expression, when you follow your soul, you will always be guided in the right place, in the right direction, you know, with the right people at the right time, even though the route that you take may not be the one that you most expect. And so uh, I knew what I had to do. Uh, long story short, again, I spoke, spoke my truth, spoke to my father, told him I'm not taking over, uh, left everything behind, renounced everything. My father and I, we didn't speak for two years, which was incredibly challenging. And uh, then I ended up winning a green card, literally, in the lottery that brought me to the U.S., two suitcases, $800, a dream and a vision. And I went and found many of the teachers, the mentors, the authors that I studied. And then I wanted to get in touch with my own truth. I was tired of just reading about what someone else believed. And so I started to travel. 
a couple of years uh, into my time here, I started to travel to, I went to Israel, studied with some rabbis. I went to Thailand, studied with some monks. I ended up in India. And it was my time in India that really cracked me open to a deeper sense of who I am and what my purpose was, what my unique gifts were. And that's when I came back to the U.S. And I began coaching people 20 plus years ago uh, when coaching, before coaching was a thing. And I began to develop my own uh, way of working, my own methodology, so to speak, that I called uncoaching. Uh, and then one person came, two people came, three people came, people started coming from around the world. And before you know it, small groups, large groups, larger groups, hundreds, thousands of people, and two best-selling books. And all the while, you could say building my own unique uh, flavor, my own unique brand uh, that has inspired a lot of people around the world. So that's the short version of my story. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is quite a story. You have certainly done more than most of us have on this quest mm -hmm. to to discover who we are, what we're meant to be, and to unlock our own potential. So mm. I imagine the people who you work with have <clears throat> not gone on this level of spiritual quest. They've not gotten rid of all their stuff and cut ties, traveled the world, read all this literature. That's why they need you. That's why they need your condensed wisdom mm -hmm. to apply to their lives. What is one of the most uh, pervasive forms of fear that you see in people when it comes to uh, yeah, potential? I think that there's a few things, but I think one of the things that we inherently have as human beings, whether you're black, white, orange, green, Buddhist, Christian, you know, gay, straight, tall, short, it doesn't matter. I think there's this deep fear that we have of if you know who I really am, if you know who I really am, uh, my fears, my insecurities, my inadequacies, my, my true nature, then you won't love me. And so in so many ways as human beings, we're afraid, deeply afraid of not being loved, deeply afraid of not being accepted, deeply afraid of not being seen. And in so many ways, we, we, have, uh, we have become versions of ourselves that we think we need to be in order to get love, validation, approval. And that's what we project to, work, to the world in order to get love, validation, approval, and acceptance ultimately from our parents, but now from the world. And here's the thing. What I found is when you become a version of yourself that you think you need to be in order to get love, validation, and approval from the world, even when you are loved, even when people do love you, it's never fully satisfying because deep inside, you know that the version of you that they're loving is not the real you and it's not truly fulfilling. It's not, you're not, you're, you're not satiated. And so I think the deep fear is if you know who I am, you won't love me. And so there's a fear of not being loved, not being seen. And, you know, I think this stems from childhood. This stems from conditioning, most of which is unconscious. You see, as children, we incarnate into this physical world, into this universe, onto the, into this planet. And we are, I believe, no matter who we are, we are all whole, perfect, and complete. We are pure love. You look into a baby's eyes, a child's eyes, they're love you melt. You can't not melt when you look into a child's eyes because they are pure love. So love is our true nature. But because of conditioning from our parents, we are often loved so conditionally. Oh, if you get good grades, then I'll love you more. If you a certain way, then I'll love you. If you win the the medal, then, I, then, I, 
good boy, good girl. And so we have this paradigm and programming that love is something we need to attain, achieve, and get. And so we often spend our lives trying to attain, achieve, and get that from our caregivers, our parents, those that are taking care of us, and then the world. And in, in, in doing so, we often end up betraying parts of ourselves in order to get the love that we think we need to achieve. But inherently, when we can make a shift to understand that what I am is love, my nature is love, it frees you up. There's a relaxation. It's not something you have to get, it's what you are. And when you get that love is your nature, it's your essence, it's what you are, then you can come from that place. You're more freed up to authentically be yourself, express your truth, be your unique, you know, express your unique gifts with the world because you're not seeking love anymore. And so from the moment we're born, we are love. So what happens and how do we lose touch with our true authentic nature, our true essence? How do we get conditioned where we end up disconnecting from our true voice? We incarnate, we meet our parents. Our parents, they're often doing the best that they can do based on their upbringing, based on their childhood. Our parents are you know, amazing and unique in their own way. We all have our own story with our parents, but they're conditioned. And so they may not have had access to some of the tools and the skills and the healing modalities that we do today. And so maybe dad was crazy. Maybe mom was an alcoholic. Maybe they were fighting all the time. Maybe there was pain, trauma, dysfunction, abuse. Maybe they were great human beings, but they just didn't know how to meet our emotional needs as children. And so two things happen. The first thing is we learned to shut down, disconnect our feelings from our feelings so that we didn't have to feel the pain of not of being disappointed, the pain of abandonment, the pain of divorce, the pain of abuse, the pain of trauma, the pain of you know, not having our needs met. So we learn to shut down, suppress, suppress, suppress. And before you know it, layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of unfelt feeling be began to cover up our true authentic voice, our true authentic expression. And, and, and our true nature got hidden underneath layers of of conditioning and we started to contort ourselves into a certain shape in order to protect our sensitivity to protect ourselves from feeling the pain of what was going on around us and now we kind of went into a defensive position where we erected walls around our heart in order to keep ourselves safe it was survival so we started to lose touch with our true sensitivity our true emotional capacity our true feeling nature our true authenticity our true hearts just to function and survive and then we learn a way of being in the world the sense of who do i need to be in order to get love validation approval oh boys don't cry girls don't act this way and so we learn to shut down parts of ourselves and we often develop a role a mask a persona a way of being in the world. We become the nice person, the yes person, the good girl, the good boy, the perfect son, the perfectionist, you know, the overachiever, uh, in order to get love, validation, approval from those around us. And we contort ourselves into, again, a version of ourselves, a certain shape that disconnects us from our authentic nature, our true voice, our authentic expression. And we become this version of ourselves that we end up thinking and believing is who we really are. But the version of ourselves that we've been conditioned to be is just a set pattern and a program that we've been conditioned to be. That's not who we really are. It's just conditioning. And the degree to which we're conditioned is the degree to which we're not free. The degree to which we're not free is the degree to which we're not truly, is the degree to which we're limited, you know? And so 
uh, in many ways, we're not aware of the ways in which we're conditioned. You often hear many people say, well, no, this is just who I am. This is just who I am. And so I get people to question, is who you are who you really are, or is who you are just who you've been conditioned to be? And so I think it's important that we we become aware that we're conditioned. We become aware of the ways in that we're conditioned. And we start becoming aware and conscious of not only our conditioning, but as we can start becoming aware of our conditioning in the moment, then we can start changing our conditioning. And also, I think it's important that we, we create the safe space inside of ourselves and in our life to acknowledge and feel some of the, those feelings that we've learned to suppress. Because as we feel those feelings, we release those feelings. As, as we release those uh, layers of conditioned feelings, we can get in touch with a deeper level of our true authentic selves. And so that's the, I think, we're afraid of, ooh, if, I, if, if, I, if I am myself, you won't love me. And I think this is why many of us, we hide. Many of us, we don't speak our truth. Many of us, we end up expressing in the world, building a brand that's not necessarily authentic. We're afraid, like, if I really build a brand and express what I, what, what I want to say, express how I am truly, uh, what I truly feel in my heart, then I won't be accepted. I'm going to be rejected. Uh, by the world. But I think being who you really are takes courage. But being who you truly, authentically are, I think is the most fulfilling thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The really interesting thing to me here is I feel like there's just such an irony because, um, you know, there's there's the limitation, you know, there's the there's the fear of soaring, really, when it comes down to it. And you'd think, given, as you pointed out, that most people's motivation is to be loved and to have that approval, you would think that would make them try extra hard to shine. You think that would make them try extra hard to like bring their gifts to the world, but well, it doesn't. Well, the, the, I think I think one of the reasons sometimes it doesn't is because it's still connected to this deep-seated need for validation and approval and to be loved. The fear of wow, when I saw, <laughs> when I excel, when I win, when I succeed, when I get A's, when I when I thrive, when I'm magnificent, maybe my friends don't like it. Maybe, you know, my high school friends didn't like it. And I was, I was outcast. I was no longer part of the group because I was, a, you know, all a good student. And so slowly we learn in some way to hide our magnificence, to hide being fully happy, to hide being, to shining our light. Because often when you shine your light, here's what people have to make peace with. When you shine your light, Many people won't be happy around you because when you shine your light, what happens is 
for those around you, whether they're friends, whether they're family, whether they're just acquaintances, when you shine your light, it will sometimes trigger those closest to you and it will sometimes upset those closest to you uh, and they will try to bring you down simply because they are afraid. They are afraid that when you saw, when you shine, they're going to get left behind. When you saw, when you shine, they're going to lose the connection. They're going to lose love. So in order to not lose the connection and lose what they think of as love and the connection with you, they will often try to bring you down so that they can keep you in a, in a certain old, old way of relating. And so that's one. And, and the other thing is, I think when you saw and when you shine, often for those around you, it reminds other people, it reminds them of where they're not soaring and shining themselves. And that can be incredibly painful to see. That can be incredibly painful for them to acknowledge. And so when you soar and shine and you're being your magnificent self, then people are faced with, I'm not being my magnificent self, and it's now in their face. It can be painful to them. And one way for off, that people often deal with it, or as a way to deal with it, is they'll try to bring you down, or they'll judge you, or they'll poop on your parade, or they'll you know, uh, uh, criticize what you're doing as a way to make themselves feel more comfortable. And so uh, I think if you're going to soar in this world and express your brand, express yourself, uh, impact people, impact humanity, you have to, here's one thing, you have to unplug yourself from two things, people's uh, negative opinions about you. And I, and I often say that what people think about you has nothing to do with you. What people think about you has everything to do with them. What people think about you reflects more about them than it does about you because they're projecting onto you. And the truth is many times people don't even see you. And here we are trying to like hold ourselves back, trying to be what we think people need us to be. But people don't often see us. They're seeing us through the lens of their own conditioning. They're seeing us through the lens of their own projection. And, and so we have to unplug ourselves from people's negative opinions. We also have to unplug ourselves from, from people's positive opinions. Because many times in a quest to get love and validation, <clears throat> we can get addicted to people's positive compliments and opinions. But when you, if you want to be truly free to express who you are, your true nature, whatever that is, when you unplug yourself from the negative opinions, knowing it reflects more about them than it does about you, but you also unplug yourself from people's positive opinions, then you're no longer seeking their positive validation. Then you're free. You're free. You don't have to like navigate and contort yourself based on what's going on out here. You're free to just be yourself. And I think there is something so refreshing in being yourself. I think the greatest gift you can be for humanity is not some perfect version of someone else, but to be the most authentic, sometimes imper imperfect version of yourself. Because when you are being the most authentic version of yourself, you give other people the inspiration and the permission to just be themselves. And I think that's what the world uh, really needs. The world doesn't need another version of someone else or another version of Michael Jordan or Mandela or Dalai Lama. The world just needs another version of you. And I think the, when you are being your unique self, the most, uh, the most unique version of yourself possible uh, and expressing in the way that only you can express based on your childhood, based on your conditioning, based on your parents, based on your pains and traumas. And that's why I say every single thing that 
you went through was perfect for your soul's evolution that has perfectly prepared you to be the to be the one to be the person that can deliver a message deliver a perspective to humanity in the world that in only the way that you can deliver and there are people in the world that need to receive your business your product your idea your vision in only the way that you they can only hear it in only the unique way that you can deliver it and so i think we have to trust who we are what we've been through in our own unique voice trusting who we are and what we've been through holds so the inability to do that holds so many people back because so many people feel like okay i figured out what i want to be but i'm not good enough yet you know or you know i'd like to be that but I'm not really, and I'm worried that if I put myself out there is that everyone will know that I'm a fraud. It's not even the yeah. element of people won't accept it or people won't love me. It goes a step further. It goes to like self-rejection in advance of yeah. I'm not good enough yet. So what do you say to people who, you know, have been holding back because they feel like they're not good enough. They feel like that imposter syndrome, all of that. How do they tap into, you know, where they're good enough right now? You know, I would say, yeah, you talk about imposter syndrome. Most of us have been imposters. Let me repeat, most of us are imposters. When we play small, we're being an imposter. When we act like a little mouse, when we're really a lion, we're being an imposter. When we act like little limited beings when we truly what we are is infinite in nature we are being the biggest imposters pretending to be small when we are big playing small when what your soul is is truly big is the ultimate imposter and so i think to 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 be big is to be true is what you are and and you know i think what's important is that you start where you are exactly as you are. You don't have to be perfect. There is no such thing as perfection at the level of the personality. And if you're feeling like, well, I'm not enough and I don't know if I can. Here's the thing. Your goals, dreams, and visions. Your goal chose you. That vision you have that maybe you don't think you're good enough for, it chose you. It chose you because you are the perfect person to fulfill that vision. Everything you went through, Everything you didn't go through, every breakup, every divorce, every heartbreak, every trauma, every failure, every rejection, every, every screw up, every, every quirk about you, every personality defect, everything you have been through is part of the perfect uh, ingredients and preparation that life has been using to prepare you. And so even you're not good enough is perfect. And, and so I would just say start exactly where you are being authentic don't pretend to be something that you're not just allow the authentic honest vulnerability of how you are and how you feel to express whilst still giving the authentic genuine gift that you have you don't have to fake it until you make it like other people say because that is bs you just have to be what you are and express what you are and humbly offer the gifts that you have from the level of consciousness that you are, because there will be people that also feel not good enough that will relate to your vulnerability and be touched by your vulnerability and be inspired by your vulnerability. And they will think, wow, if Coop can do it, if John can do it, if this person can do it, even while they have these insecurities, maybe I can. 
And even your insecurities can be an inspiration because people will then realize they don't have to be perfect in order to start if you start and just be where you are. So don't pretend, just be where you are and, ex and turn that vulnerability into a gift to those that you're serving. To me, that's what, what I would say. Start there. And as you do, and as you, as you act, and as you give, and as you give from where you are, then you will evolve and grow, then you will expand, and then deeper confidence will grow, and then you can share from that place. And then as you evolve and grow, more confidence unfolds, and then you can share from that place. Sharing the vulnerability is so key, and it's what really makes people trust you. I think we have this mentality of, I have to seem so professional and collected and polished and like I have it all together in order for people to trust that I know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. But I've seen so many times that it's the uh -huh. opposite. If you share that vulnerability, people know you're being real with them. And that that is everything. All right, Coot, I'm going to give you the biggest, most loaded question with cool. only like two minutes to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> so I am limiting you here. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. But let's say someone out there, they're hearing okay. this, they understand it, they vibe with it, they agree with it. When it comes down to it, they personally at this moment in time, know that they're not in alignment. They know that the path that they're on is not their true path to fulfillment. But they don't know how to figure out what is. So what is kind of the first thing that you would say to them that's going to help get them on the path towards their path? Yeah, I think one of the things that, two things, I'd say one of the things that keeps us stuck as human beings are all the ways that we lie to ourselves. As human beings, for the reasons I express, which is based on our conditioning and childhood and fears, what have you, we are constantly BSing ourselves aka lying to ourselves about who we are, what we feel, what we want in order to get love, validation, approval and to be accepted and to survive. And so I think if someone really wants to start shifting their life, if you really want to start shifting your life, having a breakthrough, we have to start asking ourselves, what lies am I telling myself? And just start getting really real. What lies am I telling myself? You have, there is no transformation without truth and you have to want to be free more than you want what you have. And many of us, we don't tell the truth to ourselves. We stay in relationships that we know aren't right. We work jobs that we hate, that, that uh, compromise our integrity. We say yes when we mean no. We play small when we feel big. And so look at what lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know? What one thing that might help people is, you know, we're often afraid of telling the truth and being honest with ourselves because we're afraid of the consequences. But I would say take all take the pressure off of yourself from having to even take action. You don't have to take action and just begin to acknowledge the truth. That sometimes the fear of the potential consequence starts creating a self-defense mechanism in the ego of confusion. I don't know. I'm not sure. Deep down, you know. You know the truth. You sense the truth. Deep down, you have a feed. You, you, you have a sense of what it is. If we put a gun to your head, you would probably give me the right answer. And so I think if we can just start with, okay, I hate my job. Okay, this is not right. Okay, I'm not in love. And just, you don't have to leave. You don't have to break up, but just acknowledge the truth. That's where people can start. Acknowledge the truth. And for people that might be a little afraid or stuck, I, I, maybe I would kind of leave people this thought. Remember this as a, as a daily practice, you are going to die. You want to get more authentic. You want to get more real. You want to shift your life. You meditate on your death. You're going to die. 
Jesus died, Buddha died, Muhammad Ali died, Gandhi died, Mother Teresa died, Bob Marley died, David Bowie died, Bruce Lee died, you know, uh, Martin Luther King died. We're all going to die. None of us know when that moment's going to come. So feel your death. Meditate on your death in that moment of fear, in that moment of holding back and feel your death and ask yourself, is this how I want to die? And if death came right now, would I be ready? If not, why not? What, what's ungiven? What's unsaid? What's unexpressed? What's unforgiven? And how would I need to live my life in such a way that if death came, I would have no regrets? No regrets. And so feel your death and use death not as a morbid thing, but as an inspirational reminder to live life authentically with a fierce urgency. Because at the end of our lives, when we all meet our maker, we can't go to God and say, hey, can I get a refund, God, on those five years I wasted being someone, I'm, being someone that I wasn't? Can I get a refund on those seven years I wasted in that relationship? Can I get a refund on those two years I, I wasted in that job I hated? Once it's gone, it's gone. So feel your death. Whew. What a note to end it on. My goodness. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. And I, I also just want to add one more point here, which sure. is that when you ask yourself, what lies are you telling yourself? Keep in mind that for a lot of us, that first layer is going to be more lies. It's going to be, oh, I'm telling <laughs> myself the lie that I'm capable. I'm telling myself the lie that I can do this cool thing. No, 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 no. Those are lies too. <laughs> Definitely dig deeper. Recognize that is still part of the conditioning and it is lying to you. You are powerful beyond measure. Oh my goodness, I'm so amped up now. Oh, Coot, nice. tell everyone where they can find you, why they should find you, and what they'll find there. Um, a couple of ways. Uh, why you should find me if you want to experience more freedom than you can ever imagine, more joy, more bliss, more happiness, and uh, catapult yourself forward to uh, living your authentic purpose, then my work is for you. Uh, this is what I do. I help people uh, break through and get free and live that freedom in the world authentically. And so a couple of ways, uh, my book, The Magic of Surrender, check it out on Amazon, the paperback version of The Magic of Surrender, simple read written from my heart to yours. Uh, it's a roadmap to living, uh, to finding the courage to let go and living surrender in everyday life. So that's one. Number two, my main website kootblackson.com, K-U-T-E-B-L-A-C-K-S-O-N, kootblackson.com. You can find out a whole bunch of things there and you can sign up for a, a free three-part video training series on finding your purpose. And number three, if you've been listening to this conversation and you feel deeply inspired and maybe a, an itch or readiness to like go to that next level twice a year, I do perhaps my most powerful event I've done this for the last 10 years. This is my last year in 2023 doing this. It's called Boundless Bliss. 12 days with me, an immersion experiential seminar training in Bali, where I take you through a transformational 12-day uh, unconditioning process. Uh, people can find out more at www.boundlessblissbali.com. That's boundlessblissbali.com. Find out all the info there. You can apply there. And uh, yes, Instagram, Coot Blackson, Facebook, Coot Love Now. Follow me, say hello. Those are some ways. Oh, and my podcast, Soul Talk. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for being here. I hope that this has really helped some people take the first steps towards getting out of their own way. And I'm so glad that you did the same for yourself so that you could be here and bless all of us with this today. So thank you so much for being here. 
And thank you so much for being here. Whether you are joining us on your podcast player of choice via the Adweek Podcast Network, make sure to subscribe to Let's Talk About Brand so you don't miss a single guest expert interview about branding. Or perhaps you're joining us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe here as well and ring that bell, as they say, so that you don't miss a single video episode on Fridays of Let's Talk About Brand. And in between, I want to hear from you. So definitely hop on Twitter, check me out at C. Gritman, and join Chat About Brand on Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern. I'm Christine Gritman. Thank you so much for being here and tune in next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.